I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hjärtligt välkomna ska ni vara till. Till slut kommer någon att skratta. Jag heter Peter och jag sitter här med Aron Flam. Hej. Soran Ismail. Hej hej. Och med oss idag har vi en amerikansk komiker. Uh, welcome Neil Campbell. Hello. How are you? <laughs> yes. yes. I'm doing well. Thanks yeah? for having me. Yeah. What are you doing in Sweden? Uh, just visiting. Okay. Just on vacation. Yeah. Why do yeah, so I mean, many... That needs to be explained. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was already... I was on vacation in Italy for a week. Okay. And then I am going to London, and I basically had three days oh, okay. to fill the time. And I um, was just kind of looking around for what uh, seemed like a place that would be fun that could maybe... Three days might be enough time to see a lot of... You know, yeah. like I... I, I there were some cities that were maybe too daunting and, and that, like three days didn't seem like uh, enough time or some cities that were too big and, and yeah. maybe felt like I wouldn't, you know, I'd be sort of stuck with trying to figure out transportation half the time. And, and so, maybe you spoke to Lauren Lapkus who was here I did. recently. I, I did talk to Lauren and, and, um, and another friend of mine, Dave Ferguson, who's in the sketch group, the birthday boys. Okay. And he, yep. he had just been here. And so, um, And yeah, the, they both recommended it and had recommendations. Well, you got when when Lauren was here, it was terrible weather. You got some uh, some sun actually. You're yes. lucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this it's, is not usual. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I hear. Yeah, for us here. Where where do you live in, in the states? Los Angeles. All right. Because uh, when we were there in, in like January, it, the weather was like this kind of, mm-hmm. and everybody would just complain like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we have this shitty weather." Yeah. Weather. <laughs> like this is amazing. It's for it's us. perfect. Uh, Uh, Neil, you're a uh, comedy writer mm-hmm. and uh, a uh, improviser, performer. Yes, and you do stand up as well. Yeah, a little bit. A I, little um, bit. I so I used to uh, at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los yeah. Angeles. I was in a sketch group that had a monthly show, and then Paul Rusted and I also hosted a weekly show um, where sometimes I would do solo bits, like monologues or just bits, I guess, and yeah. then. Um, And then Scott Ackerman last year asked me to do like the opening act on the comedy Bang Bang tour, yeah. and so I didn't really have so much of like a solo stand up act. But then I just started working out, putting a bunch of like my solo pieces together. Okay. So that's sort of what my stand up is. As a, it's going to be fun because you're going <laughs> to perform at our yes, uh, yeah, show tonight, yeah. and it's going to be fun to see because I I listened to the tour, but we weren't able to hear your yeah, yeah, your performance. It was, yeah, it was it was the since it was. Close to the same every night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But how, how did you come in contact with? Well, um, well, I'm a huge fan of Neil's because uh, he's uh, a regular on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you know where his vacation. No, no, no. <laughs> well, social media. Uh, and um, yeah, you just I, saw my Instagram. Yeah, I saw his Instagram. He was at oh. Boston. I see it. Oh, all right. Yeah. And so I just uh, got an erection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I I got a hold of Lauren when she was here. Yeah. And, but she was just heading back to to England, and so I I, I tried, and, and you were gracious enough to come here. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. No, but uh, Comedy Bang Bang, uh, the podcast, uh, is uh, probably the main reason why I wanted to start this podcast because we've been doing this for seven years now. Uh, Six. Is it seven? I think it's seven. We started 2010. 
and uh, it's too long. <laughs> it's, yeah, it might be <laughs> too much. Uh, but but uh, coming to Bang Bang uh, for people who ha- hasn't heard it, it's it's uh, it talk show, but there's a lot of improvisation. Uh, people come in and do characters. Yeah. And do a bunch of characters. Yeah, and, exactly. And um, how much of that is uh, is is it just improvisation, or do you have like oh well, I might. I'm going to do this character and I the, he does this. On the podcast it's all improvised, but um yeah, sometimes you're coming in as a character you just kind of like maybe let Scott know ahead of time. You're like, "Hey, I have a thing I want to talk about or like you, you know, you should ask me about my new book I'm promoting or something, okay, you yeah. know, so he sort of knows. And other times you just go like, hey, I don't got much. No. Uh, <laughs> I got a name. Well, yeah. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, great. So <laughs> you, you just sort of fill him in a little bit ahead of, yeah. like, right before if if you have a whole thing planned or not. Um, and you were a writer on the Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show. Yes. Yeah, I was the head writer on the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Which is also a great show that people should should watch. What is that? mean for us that haven't worked as writers mm-hmm. or how is it over there a head writer how, how many were you how many um, writers did you it, it it varied over the years the first season uh counting scott i guess there were five writers total um and then by the end we had would have a staff of i think seven counting okay. scott uh maybe or maybe maybe even eight counting scott um and is it like you see in in, uh, in bits where or, or TV shows where you sit around a big round table? Yeah, and it out <laughs> pretty much. It is kind of like that. Um, and it's 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 a really silly show, so it's, it has to be a lot of fun. Just yeah, yeah. It was a, it was it was a ton of fun because um, you do a lot of gimmick gimmick shows. Like the, this whole show is upside down. Yes, exactly. And, uh, yeah, we would. Um, there was a great like uh, production design staff and and costumes and everybody was really creative and um, so we were just trying to come up with like challenges almost yeah. each season and you know we did one where there were no cuts or, or there was like no cut in each act um, okay so right. so it was just one camera shot four total I guess by the end of the episode um, and so yeah we just we do come up with a few each season that would be sort of big technical challenges a musical uh, yeah episode. musical exactly and scott has like a background doing musicals oh, yeah. and stuff so he he was really great on that um yeah and so then in terms of being head writer scott always is ultimately the guy who he's the host uh, he's the host the and, and the creator show. and and ultimately the guy who says yay or nay to anything but he's you know he's on camera he's working with the editors he's kind of going around a lot so when he's not in the writer's room it's just sort of I'm I'm kind of you're calling the shots. Yeah, like like figuring out what we should be working on, what we need, what we are. But do you write the same amount, or is yeah. that people write and they are you some sort of an editor? I role? you know I would sometimes like rewrite things before maybe passing it on to Scott. Um, but uh, I was also just writing and and it, it sort of depended on really just anything like sometimes i just look at something and go great and send it along to scott sometimes i'd rewrite it and but everything goes through the head writer first before it goes through to a if if scott was there in the room then we would just all like kind of pitch to him but um if but maybe even that might be oh we had a couple of days where he wasn't there and so we've over those two days honed in on what we're going to pitch to him when we when we happen to have him for did you have a situation where uh, people uh were fired because they were, were no. not good enough at their job. <laughs> no, no one was ever fired from from the show. Um, Did or, you ha- or in, none in, of the writers were. I, I much. I, I there could have been crew, but right. I don't know. <laughs> in, in in retrospect, uh, were there people that you thought weren't funny? Like they were there. They were they weren't contributing, but they weren't ruining it. So they weren't fired. But or no, you, we're no. all the writers. All all the writers were great. Um, you know, it was always a pretty small staff, and and we definitely went, you know, through a lot of submissions and met with people. And by the time people were on the show, we felt, uh, I think, pretty confident in them, and no one ever let us down or or anything like that. Right. Um, were they experienced writers, or how did they come? It, across, it, or did it, they do writing it mixed auditions? Up, yeah, there was a packet people would submit. Um, so the first couple of years, the first season, Scott just hired all of us, and it was all people he knew, and. Of the like four of us writing there, um, 
three of us were on almost every season after that. So, and, and the other guy, like we would have gladly had on, but between season one and two, when we didn't know if we were coming back, he got another job and just, just couldn't do it anymore. And, and, uh, have you always wanted to be a writer or when did you discover comedy? How did Uh, that come into the mix? When I was in, um, college, there was a show at a, a, the University of Iowa, and, that, and every week at this show, and I'd already kind of gotten into it because I, I had made sort of like comedy movies with my friends and stuff in high school, just right. on like VHS. But then in college, there was this show, and if and and um, it was basically like an open mic for for comedy, but not. Where did you go to? University of Iowa. Okay, so and so, so uh, flat. yes, yeah. <laughs> flat and cold. <laughs> um, and so it was, it, it was in a theater, though. It was more of like an open mic for like sketches and characters and stuff like that rather than stand-up. Uh, so I just started doing that show, and that's where I met um, a couple of guys who I still do stuff with in Los Angeles, Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy. And we, um, yeah, just sort of we, the three of us, got along and other friends. You know, we, we had a bunch, a good little group there, and we would do these shows. And then... Once I eventually moved, then I moved to New York, then to Los Angeles, and once I was there, it was um, kind of like we we just started doing sketch comedy again because that was a way to just get our work up yeah. and out there. And then, um, uh, yeah, and then the UCB theater opened, um, yes. and that was like a perfect fit for us. And we just got involved. Paul and I got involved right away and, and started hosting a show. And yes, exactly. <laughs> and we uh, yeah drank the Kool Aid. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you still perform at UCB, right? Yeah, yeah. I still do. Um, uh, there's a weekly improv show that uh, my group, who we've been, we were like one of the first teams at the theater, and um, <coughs> we still perform every Thursday night at UCBLA. Yeah, I'm um, I'm getting married in um, on June 24th, and then three days later we're going on our honeymoon to LA. Oh, great! And my fiance has no idea that we're going to spend most of, <laughs> of our time at UCB. <laughs> yes, yeah. And comedy store and all, all kinds of places yeah yeah there's some great venues out yeah. there um yeah well let me know when you're in town absolutely did you have uh, a uh, he, like uh, somebody you looked up to in comedy when you grew up or uh, uh yeah i um Bill cosby <laughs> <laughs> i was i mean i was super into the simpsons and conan o'brien right. when i was in like high school mm. those were probably my like comedy linchpins right. and then in college i really got into um mr show Mm -hmm. and so bob odenkirk became like a hero of mine and um uh yeah so those were kind of maybe the main ones yeah so you grew up watching and and uh, enjoying simpsons Mm -hmm. and you've written an episode for Simpsons. yeah how did that come about that came about because so they hire a few freelance writers who aren't on staff to write episodes every season and I had gone in to meet with the showrunner and then um, for like a year and a half earlier and just sort of talk and, and get to know him and stuff. And and I don't even think I knew at the time if they were hiring staff members or if it was just a meeting. I think he, he'd read a script of mine and then, um, yeah, just heard, like woke up one morning to an email and, and was saying to ask if I wanted to write a freelance episode and i said yeah of course <laughs> so why not yeah so that's, uh, um, that's insane yeah yeah crazy. <laughs> yeah so they sent me the, like a bunch of notes and and i worked on it and sent it to them and then they took it over well, there and then the notes like, do they send? We need to have bart in this yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh it was it was like um uh, i'm trying to remember it, like, it, it wasn't like a full outline it was more like um okay so three, they came up with the Plot. They came up with a plot, yeah. and there was like a guest star and stuff all lined up, and um, and yeah, I had some notes, and then I wrote okay. wrote. Um, they gave you the script. frame, and you wrote the you, 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 yeah, you, you made the painting, yeah, sort of. But <laughs> but then <laughs> then they got it and uh, uh, painted over it, yeah, <laughs> stuff too. Like yeah, it was definitely photoshopped, yeah, because <laughs> like with anything, it's it's. Um, uh, it's, it's like you're, you're the draft you turn in for almost any TV show is yeah. ultimately f- going to get rewritten a bunch. Of course, but uh, did you write it yourself though? Yeah, I wrote it by myself. Because yeah. I mean, that's also something that when they sit and write, like every show, they have a bunch of writers. Yeah, writing. well, I think they have a bunch to sort of come up with a story and stuff together. Then one will go off and write it. Then they go back into the room right. and rewrite it. So when you do a freelance, you don't, you're not, you're not back in that rewrite room. No. Right. So it, you know, I 
like at that point it, it was it was just out of my hands and i had no idea what was gonna happen with it and stuff what was uh what was the episode about it's it's elon musk as the guest voice oh and cool. it's basically <laughs> like he comes to town and is sort of um competitive with uh mr burns in a way and, and homer is sort of working with him and okay yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah so so yeah that was really fun but yeah that was like totally this this out of out of the blue thing yeah. and elon musk is my arch nemesis <laughs> oh no yes because i also want to colonize mars so there's a race <laughs> and he's a bit ahead of me <laughs> a bit <laughs> what a bit a bit ahead yeah of yeah me. yeah i haven't really well yeah he's been wasting his time on the transportation if you can just stow away you just get there and take it over yeah <laughs> well he's busy with all the cars here on, on cars Earth and now. batteries yeah so yeah. much yeah so as soon as i get my shit together i'm going to get <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but uh, until then you're going to just do comedy yeah for, for how long have your parents waited for you to get your shit together <laughs> <laughs> still <laughs> waiting <laughs> and you also write for you've written for award shows yeah like the oscars and uh yeah and the, the emmys. emmys yeah um yeah that i met andy sandberg writing on the mtv movie awards mm-hmm. in 2009 well, there you go. and then um sort of that was my first award show experience and then sort of did a couple of things here and there through the years not always even like big televised things just whatever you know like presentational type things and then um and then andy was hosting the emmys and did those and then out of that did the oscars with with chris rock right after that how how uh, how different is it writing for the emmys and the oscars i can well imagine on the emmys um or even the mtv movie awards. right the mtv movie <laughs> awards was like that was just sort of a fun yeah like two or three week experience that was one of my first writing jobs um that was just like with the same managers and they were looking for writers and there wasn't a ton of money so they couldn't fly like a bunch of snl writers out or something i i actually can't quite remember if that was even exactly the case but it was something like that but that was really fun and then um the emmys was like a lot of work because it was basically the comedy bang bang staff writing oh, yeah. it and so we were just there a lot i was heavily involved in that and we were doing pre-tape film shoots and stuff like that and and um backstage you know the night of the show and everything and that was that was a lot of work but really fun and and uh i thought andy did like a great job with that so then i think because of that then chris rock reached out to andy and i got this job um on the oscars but mm-hmm. that was a more of a different thing where like there was a bigger staff yeah. and i you know there was already sort of like the main guys and the inner circle kind of guys and i was there and i would pitch jokes and we would go watch the chris rock like work out his monologue at stand-up clubs and kind of offer feedback and otherwise just send in lists of like jokes things yeah. about the movies or about the presenters or whatever and so so that was definitely for me more like i was uh just just around a little bit, yeah okay it felt like, yeah. <laughs> was the uh, mtv movie awards was that the one with the um leighton meester lil wayne joke I've heard Scott. Uh, oh talk yes, about it. yeah, yeah. I can't. It's, I can't it's remember, some, but it's, uh, their last names, Leighton Meester and Meester, Lil yeah. Wayne, is what a Spanish maid calls Batman. Yeah, something Meester like that. Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was like a lot of like last name jokes. <laughs> uh, we would always actually have to. I think even on the Emmys, we were writing presenter intros, and yeah. we were like. These can't all just be jokes about people's <laughs> last names. <laughs> like, it's it's like the most harmless thing. No one gets mad no, about no. it or anything. It's like the that's like the that's like a kids joke book thing. But do you have a favorite joke fun. from from any of your on um, the award shows that you're written for? From the award shows, anything off the top of your head? Um, I don't, I don't know if there was a uh, off the top of my no. head. I mean, um. Is there frustration that people can't deliver your jokes properly? <laughs> no. Well, we don't write um, the things the presenters say. We right. only write for the host. So luckily, I've only oh, worked yeah. with like comedy icons, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, Who was the host uh, at the MTV Movie Awards? That was so also that was Andy Samberg. Oh, that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And at the Emmys, that was Andy, Andy Samberg, Samberg and then Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The. Um, 
Yeah, MTV, that was like the year that Twilight was, like the first oh, Twilight yeah. was right. like, you know, one best picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember that was like really learning a lesson about, well, I don't even know how much of a lesson is. It, it's kind of only applied to that venue in that year. But like, like Andy couldn't mention Twilight without just everyone screaming. Yeah. And if it cut to like Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, everyone screamed. Right. And so you, if you're trying to like set up a, joke or something like it's just now you're waiting for like screams to die down <laughs> so that was so it's it's set up and then five minutes of screaming uh-huh, and, and then punchline like, uh-huh. yeah everybody's forgotten about the setup yes exactly <laughs> it's like all on shows yeah it's yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> but people are screaming for different reasons no <clears throat> i don't think so no, no i think i no. have the same appeal as uh and the twilight, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the twilight guys yeah, yeah. Patson. I'm on Team Jacob, though. Pat, Patty, Patty. <laughs> You're Team Jacob. I'm Team Jacob. Okay. <laughs> well, it's good uh, to know. The werewolf. Yep. All right. So, uh, when did you? This is embarrassing. Story. Don't worry about it. <laughs> when did you arrive in Sweden yesterday? Um, I got here no two days ago. Two days ago. Well, yeah, the evening. And you've been to the Vasa Museum. Yeah, I've 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 done a few museums. I I went to the Fotografiska. Today mm-hmm. I got here, oh, and then I um. And then I went to Vasa and the Modern Art Museum yep. yesterday and went down and saw do the... Do you always do museum tours? Um, yeah, that's probably a yeah. thing I... I <laughs> uh, when I visit a place, yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of one of the first things I look up is is what... What's your uh, per- take on Swe- these couple of days? What's your perception? How would you describe Sweden to your friends back in... Um, I mean, it's been great. I've been, um, well, you have to say that, (laughs) but no, I I really, I (laughs) I kind of didn't know what to expect. I also was like, this is so dumb, but I was, I'm like a big hockey fan. And so the team I root for is like three, I think Swedish players, the capitals. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And so they've got Beckstrom and uh, Johansson and Burakovsky. And so, um, I was like, well, I like a lot of guys from Sweden. I'll come to Sweden. (laughs) How do you like the Vasa Museum? Uh, it was really cool. I I knew that it was um you know a big ship, and I was kind of like, yeah, how long will this take? Twenty minutes? But I didn't. It was like pretty fascinating stuff going, and you kind of learn a lot about history and. and but stuff don't as well. you think it's fascinating that one of our biggest museums is also one of our national favorites? I do. I <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder when they built this if there was any like hesitancy about like guys, should we really be doing like <laughs> no. a sh- like I had assumed like it. It like was sunk during a battle or something, yeah, yeah. and I didn't know if it was like nope. just <laughs> miscalculated on its maiden voyage. Just like went under immediately. immediately. <laughs> yeah. Who did the math? Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, walking all around the museums laid out really beautifully, and and I thought I thought it was really fascinating, and the like the skeletons and stuff too. That's pretty. Have you been? Have uh, you traveled a lot around the world? Or is this I've a, done all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I am fortunate to kind of have a, a line of work where it's like you're working or you're on hiatus, you yeah, know? Right. And so I was thinking of even traveling more. I had been working on Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, up until a couple months ago. And then... Very underrated, at least here in Sweden. I don't know how it, it, it's viewed in the States, but I... What wins Emmys? Uh, yeah, some a couple. No, it does win Golden Globes. It won the Golden Globes. Yes, I think our our stunt coordinator is one. Did you write the episode with the Scandinavian cops coming over? No, no, that was before. That was Swedophobic. That was the season before I started there. Um, I just started this season. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love those guys, and obviously working with Andy is is great, and that whole staff is really talented, and and I've met a lot of cool people. There, yeah. did so, you get to work with him on the uh, the Franco roast? No, I did not work on the roast with him. No, no. have you worked on any? Do you, no, did I work like, on a roast? I don't think I've worked on any. I I do you know, write a lot of mean shit about people, <laughs> but haven't been used on TV. I once submitted like jokes for a roast, th- but it was like genuinely one of those roasts. It was like a Friars Club thing that wasn't televised. Like I haven't done any of the Comedy Central ones. Um, uh but uh yeah so you travel a lot yeah so i travel a lot yeah so i i um and then i wound up working 
a little bit on love i don't yeah, yeah Netflix no, I, show. um i'm watching it the second season right oh, now great. with my girlfriend so i was, was working a little on the third season um do you have a favorite uh destination that you would like this was my favorite uh, you know, place. I really like Paris a lot, right. um, but I also like seeing plays. So that's what's fun for me about going to, <laughs> to New York or London is right. always right. just like, yeah. like I know what I can do at night. Right. Like yeah. Cause yeah. sometimes you go to a city and you're like, am I going to go drink every night or am I going <laughs> to like try to find cool bars and cool. And then what am I going to do? Like talk to, I don't want to be a creep, like staying there like by myself and trying to talk to strangers. Right. So when there's like a play to see, I'm like, that is perfect. It gives me a thing to do in the evening. And yeah. I, and I'll just, so I'm yeah, actually going to London tomorrow. You can't talk to strangers yeah. here. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Is they'll, it? They'll, they'll, it, there's a difference. Well, he's American. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're friendly, but shy. Yeah. I well, I, that's me as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I want to do more travel, but I'm doing just a couple weeks here. But over the Christmas holidays, I traveled. But yeah, that's the nice thing about this job is like, you're working and then you get this hiatus where you're like I, I i mean actually we're not picked up yet so hopefully brooklyn and i get to pick it up and we go back but 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 uh, whatever like at least assuming that does yeah. happen it's like you get this hiatus where you get right. time to like kind of do stuff so that's that's nice and then you work or 10 you months come straight. home broke yes or you yeah. come home broke <laughs> and i don't have a job and then um, we'll find out whatever yeah cool but do you always do you, are you traveling alone by the way uh, I am now. Yes. yes, I was with my girlfriend in Italy. Right. Um, but she only had a week off, right. so so then she had to go back. That's to work. how much you gave her. You said no, yes. That's, that's enough. <laughs> now you leave. You leave now, and I'm going to Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I always find that very. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if it's more enjoyable or 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 less or what is it. But I guess it's a total totally different experience not to share it with somebody yeah. that you know yeah you know and when you get back and speak about what happened or whatever yeah i i think partially you know when i went to i, I grew up outside washington dc and then i went to college at university of iowa which is in the middle of the country and i didn't know anyone right and then i left there and moved to new york city and i knew a couple people but was still sort of doing my own thing there and and so i think i've i've from an early age kind of was was all right with like traveling solo and 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 doing all that so um yeah i tried that once a couple years ago i went to barcelona and also made a vow not to use social media for the whole week i was there (laughs) didn't work out yeah yeah because if you're there alone you're feeling extra alone if you don't have twitter yeah yeah you want to be looking at something yeah Yeah. so no i feel yeah that's definitely like like, before like smartphones and stuff i don't know if I had just been like in a bar by myself, what I would have been doing <laughs> other than like staring ahead, like <laughs> like an insane person. Yeah, just a creep at the end of the <laughs> bar, staring That's, at everyone. I think it's overrated. Uh, no, not overrated, but a lot of people misuse uh, the word like how they feel about travel. They say that they love to travel, but what they mean is that they love to like lay on a beach. Yeah. I'm always. Uh, it sounds like you love. You actually like to. Travel. Yeah. In fact, I think I get a little antsy. Um, if it is just like Laying on a pure straight up relaxation, right. yeah, like I'm the same, but I'm mean, because I was, and also it takes like it's exhausting to travel, yeah, uh, even though it's fun or it, it gives you something, but it's also exhausting and like uh, it's uh, I I find it that's the most offensive thing I know yeah. when people say I love to travel and they have no idea what it means to travel, they just once a year or once every two or three years go on a well, one I, week I like vacation. being on the road. That's what I find be, um, from, you know, touring. I just like being on my way to something. Yeah, I like and seeing new places is just like, it makes, you know, even like riding in an Uber, I just like can stare out the window <laughs> and be like entertained. I'm yeah. like, I've ne- this is I fascinating to see a new I place. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I, I hate traveling. Uh, and it, but it's good. And I do it because it's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first off, in, in the job, it's, uh, it's necessary to yeah. go on tour. It's difficult to force everybody to come here. <laughs> but secondly, it's uh, I, I I think so. I just love being at home, like comfortable around things that I know. Yeah. Even when you're in Italy, like the, the comparing things here and where you're gonna go to England, just the internet, just the, how the, like how people live and the, how the cleanliness, uh, like everything is for me here. The shower and the uh, what, what do you call it? The button trick, the pressure from the, the pressure, shower, yeah. water pressure from the shower. Yeah, 
is just you're used to something. Yeah. And this is how I want it to be, kind of. There is more than slightly autistic. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 mean, I, I love being in, and it depends. So I can go for me, like English speaking countries, other countries, it's, it's a, I can't wait to get home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it definitely. I, I like doing like traveling a lot, but I do always sort of remember that moment when I get home and I'm in my apartment, like. Oh yeah, this is just yeah. like there's this, nothing. This is the best. There's no t- like if I walk out, I'm not like oh, how do I say? Do right. I say the right thing? Do I tip the right way? Do I you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's and mainly it's language for me. Like you want to yeah. be able to communicate and not just you know through your school French or but like actually have a conversation with people to know how like when where they live, how it is, how their life is, or maybe make friends. Not, not friends for life, but you know go out yeah. with people or. And it's difficult to do that in in Italy if you don't speak. Yeah, Italian. Italian. yeah, yeah. did you grow up in Iowa? No, I um, outside of DC. Oh, outside DC, but then also, so my dad worked for the for the government and Department of Defense, and um, so we lived in Japan for a few years when I was a kid, and then when I was in college, my family moved to Germany. So then. I would go visit Germany for the breaks oh. and, and sort of travel around so from there as well. So you have daddy issues and was this yes. close to up a stripper. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> stripper or comedy writer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thin line. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So uh, you, okay, so you grew up in in Japan as well for a few years, yeah, yeah. from like eight to ten. Um, How was that? That's that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Um, English speaking school or what? Yes, the fuck? So, so we were on an uh, American <laughs> army base and um, oh. spoke uh, English and, and stuff. But um, is that up north in Japan? The army base. There, the one I was in. There's a few. Um, the one I was in was, uh, I think, about an hour outside Tokyo because you could take the subway into Tokyo. Okay. So, um, and then my brother and I, since we were little like blonde hair, blue eyed kids, we modeled and did like top modeling there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're big in Japan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that enabled us to also travel to some other places that we. And my parents were really good, even just. Not like like modeling jobs aside, about taking us around to a bunch of cities and <laughs> took you around Japan. modeling all yeah. over the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was cool. Have we you been see. back as an adult? No, that's really uh, I I really want to go back. And and every time I'm sort of planning a trip, it's always been like, oh, we did you know Amsterdam and Paris or something. And Japan's right. like maybe you see multiple cities in Japan, but you're just probably going to Japan. Yeah, and yeah. And, and I think. Recently, I've been doing more like swings through like oh, it's a long flight. You need to have a few. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a long wait. Although the one thing that's nice, it's still super long. But at least at Los Angeles to Japan right. can get you there in in one hop. Whereas yeah, yeah. Uh, going Los how Angeles to Europe, is, is, I don't even know how long it is. But uh, it should be like. But and I mean, LA like, to Europe is also one flight. Or I mean, sometimes you. Yeah, LA can get you to London at least. Um, gets you here. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't even know. Norwegian, that. yeah, Norwegian, and it's super cheap. Wow, it incredibly gets you cheap for like uh, 150 bucks. Jeez, 
Yeah, I, it's the cheapest one. Oh yeah, they have the low fare. Like you have to, if you know when you're going, yeah, usually, like uh, ahead of time. Yeah, and um, yeah, but anyways, I know that they fly here at least, and I then I, I don't know how long because it's what, what is it to London? Like t- ten, ten and a half yeah. hours yeah. or something? Yeah. That's also fucking exhausting to yeah, fly. That is the worst part of it. You just kind of got to like put yourself in a yeah. mental state of like, when mental I get state. there, it'll be great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll you be live in, in America, you can just buy NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to NyQuil. I can't oh, do it. <laughs> I see. That's what happens? Suck. I think I get covered in hives and everything. Oh, it's, 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 it's like dextromethorphan or whatever. Like, why am I telling people like the way to poison me? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to kill me, here's like, <laughs> just get some Robitussin. <laughs> what more things are you allergic to? <laughs> Dipping in peanuts, and, uh, <laughs> but you um, you went on the on the on the CBB tour, yes. And uh, what's the CBB tour? The Comedy Bang Bang tour. Right. They Sorry. did a huge tour yeah. uh, this summer. The uh, about a year ago, it was like yeah. last May. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you do a bunch of characters. You do the Timekeeper. You did uh, what else did you do on the tour? You did? I did. Um, I think I did. Rick Faber, yeah, was yeah. Like the kid, yeah, the teenager, the teenager, yeah, who's mad at himself, yeah. Um, so you haven't done the Bachelor Brothers for a I while. know Paul and, and Paul. I need to, to, we always talk about that. We're like, <laughs> let's just do them again, and then we just haven't, oh, haven't, haven't, haven't brought them out in a while. But that was, I remember, I think the first thing we ever did on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast, if I'm not mistaken, and we weren't totally like clear on where you were going like what the, and what the show format was yet no. and stuff i mean I, I don't think that that we were too far off but uh i remember like we played a game at the end and it was a game that like later i would do in like improv classes and was super easy to do and we were so confused about how to like do it right and we like, were messing it up live <laughs> on the air and stuff and it was just like the simplest game yeah we were playing with like todd berry or something oh okay what what plans do you have for london are you like do you know what you're doing do you i'm seeing a few plays in london and um that's kind of it i i also just wanted to like chill a bit that's the thing that can i'm really like super like well if i'm here and i'm only here three days i want to make sure i hit all the like major museums and do this and that and I, I I was in London a few years ago as well, so I feel like I've kind of done the big museums right. and stuff, and and um, so I just kind of more want to. Is it, is your girlfriend the same way, or is she more like she wants to? Because I uh, and if she isn't, can you let her just chill a day in the yeah we like at the hotel and you leave to watch it? I think she's um she no she she definitely likes to do like some research and figure out places to go and um. And stuff like that. I, uh, yeah. So I think also she's totally fine going to a beach and chilling out right. <laughs> and, and, and too. So, it's, are you good traveling companions? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, there's there's I think a good amount of um, research. One or the other of us has, right. has looked up places to go and things to do. It's hard to fail in Rome, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the entire it's city like is a museum. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the largest. food is good everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah. We were just walking by, um, like, a crypt, and uh, we're like, oh, let's go in. And it's, like, it's a crypt in Rome where it's, like, they some anonymous monk arranged a bunch of, like, skulls and skeletons <laughs> into these, like, six rooms that, like, all have, like, they're, like, different, like, weird like designs like yeah. they're they're in monks robes <clears throat> skeletons and stuff and and that was great but we just like happen to walk past it it's insane Ooh. it's it's also but you said the food is great everywhere i think the food's overrated in it yeah, yeah but you're a ve- you're a picky eater you <laughs> no, like you no. like kebab you like pizza you like pizza with kebab on it basically that's <laughs> your no, but e- even if we go to pizza i think that like if we made if somebody went there and made like pizza the way we make it uh like not our fancy pizza our dirty uh, you know, hungover pizza, <laughs> yeah. uh, New Year's Day pizza, it would be a success, I think. They're, they don't even have, uh, like, as a tomato sauce on their pizza, like on all of them. They have on some, but it's not yeah. like... So if it doesn't... Here, if it doesn't... It doesn't say, you know that it's on. It's like it doesn't say bread because you know it's in, it's a part of the meal. Right. There, it's just like, ah, oh, it's bread and cheese. Where's the... No, well, sometimes <laughs> put, a t- white pizza can be very tasty, and it's good <laughs> when it's warm outside. I don't know. 
I, I was very <laughs> upset. Uh, yeah, I went to. You guys a place. This is a Rain Man type personality. <laughs> I mean, if it's Tuesday's pancake, he needs syrup on the table first, or he throws a fit. Basically, <laughs> I won't throw a fit. I'll just let him know that they're not doing it as well as we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I did notice in Italy here in Rome that I went to a place and someone's like, "This is the best pizza," and I went and I had pizza there, and it was very good. And then I went to another place that would just was near where we were staying and seemed popular and went in and it was also very good but i was like i don't have uh ref- like my palate isn't refined right. enough to, to have to, to like to difference. confidently tell anyone like that's the best yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they all they all good, tasted about the same to me yeah what's the variation of pizza like a pizza could never be the best thing you ever ate actually no. there's a there's a pizza place down by Stanwagen here, uh, <laughs> yeah. an Italian place, and they make a carpaccio pizza. And that's, I, I will say with confidence, the best pizza in Sweden. All right. Okay. It's probably in not com- true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, everybody has their own, you know. And no, I, I just, I, I said it with confidence, and I don't <laughs> yeah. understand now why you're suddenly opposing my confidence. You're yeah. undermining me. I, ju- I scraped up the little confidence I had. <laughs> yeah, I... I, there were places I would definitely recommend, like based on ambiance. I'd be like, right. "Oh, I had a great experience yeah, in this a great place." Room, the, but uh, there's, it's. I just am not. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big good food enough food like wise. foodie guy to be able to go like go here, order this. This is the best. Do thing. you cook? No, no. Do you live with your girlfriend? No, she actually lives in New York, and I live in Los Angeles. All right. Hmm. Uh, so you eat out all the time? Um. Uh, yeah. When I'm working. I would say it's maybe like 50-50. We're maybe eating dinner at work anyway. Right. Um, and then on the other times, I'm either getting takeout or eating out or I will cook, but like, you know, like heating something up. Like <laughs> mac um, and cheese. Trader or... Joe's kind of yeah. like, yeah. like like. But that's great about the States as well. Like in a big city like LA or New York that you have, it's open all the time. You yeah. can get a bunch of different foods at most of yeah. the hours. You know? Yeah. Cheap as well. Cheap and then and also what's nice is you don't have eating out doesn't have to be like um, unhealthy. No. Like you can you can get something on your way home and it can just be a salad or something yeah. and it's not like well if I'm getting takeout I'm getting you know a whole big sloppy meal. Right? <laughs> so yeah. So but uh, what uh, if Brooklyn Nine Nine doesn't get picked up for a, a new season? Uh, what are your plans? So I don't know. Do? I mean, basically, I have to wait to find out about yeah. that before I can even because I have a contract there, you know. So oh, okay. it's like I have to wait to find out about that before I can see but, what. Other, but it, but it's a, if it doesn't, then maybe other shows are getting picked up, and then you just sort of see what's. Does it always there. tend to work <clears throat> out, or are you ever anxious that what's going to happen? I'm not this, really too. I'm, I mean, I'm, this Brooklyn Nine. You, I, I, you could, I don't know. For our perspective, you can you couldn't imagine it wouldn't get picked up. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, it I, seems likely. I, but I, I would hope so. There's, there's, um, yeah. I mean, I would think it should. I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 but I mean, have, has there been times earlier in your career where you're like, uh, this is kind of uncertain. I don't know if I'm going to have well, a really job. Well, really, the, in the fall. Uh, yeah, Comedy Bang Bang was the only show I worked on, like. Up until Brooklyn Nine Nine, other th- other things were like one-off award shows. Right. So Bang Bang, um, uh, after the first season, I, we weren't, weren't sure if we'd get a second, and then we got a second season. I think after that, we always during the season found out like so we were just in the middle of working, and we would find out there's going to be another season, or there isn't going to be one yeah. by the end, and so. Um, uh yeah so that was that was never really maybe after the first season of that it was the only time where i was like well what am i gonna do next or should i be looking for a job or or not you know um because if it does come back i I want to go back to it but uh it it worked out that we got picked up what uh what type of shows do you watch yourself uh um i watch i mean it's like a lot of i think comedy people watch wind up watching a lot of like dramas <laughs> so you yeah. know i watched game of thrones and the americans and um watched all of westworld and the young pope and you know a lot of those i haven't watched the young pope yet i really liked it a lot and i don't think a lot of my friends did okay. <laughs> but uh to me what was really like, great was it felt sometimes like i love all those shows i just named but a lot of them can I feel like have sort of similar prestige TV, yeah. like editing rhythms, and and you sort of know when, like, 
oh, a character death is treated as a big moment. It's going to happen at a certain point in the season, and certain big reveals are going to be held out towards the end. And there was something about the young Pope that just felt like it was not made by that same rhythm and, no. and uh, that it felt more like a film in every shot. And like it had just sort of um, a different editing plan where, it, and, and just every shot felt more like planned out and stuff too. And uh, yeah, okay. I, and the performances gonna, were weird and good. And <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Imagery was really cool. So I, I don't think it's for like, I watched all of the OA and really liked it. Right. But if, if someone was like, would you recommend it? I go like, I think most people, I know maybe we'll hate it, but right. I really liked it. <laughs> right. Uh, there's, a, there's a difference between like I love this or yeah. I know that everybody will. Yeah. Love this. Yeah. Like I was watching Young Pope, but I had no illu- like illusions about. I know most of my friends aren't going to be. Watch- We're not going to like get together and like talk Young Pope theories. But yeah. I was just really enjoying it, and, and same with the OA. You you watched The Expanse. No, I no, was, you did it. How, how okay. likely is it? I don't know. It's a sci-fi. I, in my head, it's like, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> But I started watching. Have you seen it? No, I've no, heard it's it. on Netflix, and I started watching it, and it was, uh, well, it's just a lot of information how the Earth. You get that, sucked in. Pretty is that kind of like a sci-fi detective? Thing? Yeah, yeah. I But heard it, that. It, that was it, cool. It, it spirals into something more. It's a. They're trying to develop some sort of future world. Have you seen the Kinda, last? It's people? a bit games of Game of Thrones, but not budget-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is budget-wise. Yeah. No. <laughs> Have you seen the? La- I think it's called The Last People on HBO. Like mm. the, there's something. Oh, that, the leftovers. The leftovers. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the last people. Is it good? Well, the last guy. Yeah, <laughs> seen, have you no, seen no, him? Last Man on Earth. I've That's just seen a couple of episodes, but I I think the premise is uh, very interesting. Yeah, as well I haven't done. watched that, but I have a few friends who really uh, really are there's passionate a, about it. There's a uh, some sort of uh, for some reason people just uh, die, uh, like disappear, a, right? Yeah, yeah. A, a bunch just disappear. It's like two percent of the world or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and these are like the leftovers, uh, and uh, it's just. I started watching weird. one episode, I think, but then I got tired. Felt too I, much I don't. I can't time. trust uh, that guy, Damon Lindelof, uh, mm. after Lost, because uh, I was so disappointed by yeah. the uh, finale of Lost. So I have to excuse mm. myself now. I'm mm-hmm. terribly, terribly sorry. No I know you're a prominent guest from, <laughs> uh, but I have to go and demonstrate because no. that this is the first of May. So, oh yes. Yes. Uh, we're gonna, uh, okay. Yeah. okay but I'm gonna leave you the keys. So yes. So yeah. we're gonna fuck this place up. <laughs> yep. And uh, we'll. Uh, You'll just, be. Just drop uh, them off. It'll be nothing. Very nice, Wait, to nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna have to. Ah. Uh, it'll be okay. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna do a lot more. <laughs> just a couple um, more minutes. But I do watch some more uh, comedies too. I like. Uh, I I still watch every episode of South Park. I love South Park. Yeah. Um. Iowa baskets. I really like. Yeah, yeah. Zach. Uh, Zach, Zach and Frank. All right, Louis right, C.K.'s yeah. uh, show. Yeah, Detroiters um, is the newer show. I think it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like goals? Do you want to keep writing for TV, or do you want to like write drama, or do you want to keep doing comedy? Or do I, you wanna... I'd, I probably always want to keep it within the comedy realm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think my goal would be to have my own show right. someday. Um, Is it two different roles of writing a comedy TV and writing a comedy movie? Is it like separate, you know, or is it kind of the same? It it's there's overlap. Yeah. I mean, there, I know. I think once you sort of get in the comedy world of for TV, that's more likely where more jobs are going right, to come because right. you work with people and then they get their own show or they like you and then maybe they hire you on something else. Right. And so it just sort of continues that way. But sometimes you can work for a <laughs> for a. Uh, Jesus Christ, dude! We'll see you soon. I told him like twenty times. It's okay, man. You'll be okay. <laughs> I will not be okay, but that's the plan. All right, all right. Take okay. care, buddy. Bye. Where you can, um, you know, there's just producers and stuff, and maybe like do both, and, and it's not impossible right. to kind of. Is that a goal that you have, or, or th- thing yeah, that you think would be? I really fun? just sort of think I, I I do think it would be fun. I think for me, I just. Like it's been really fun working on shows created by other people, and so just the idea of like creating my own thing, and it could yeah. be a, a TV show, or it could be a movie. It could, there's like so many of these streaming things now, sort of feel like they're somewhere in between the two anyway. Yeah, right. Where it's like, oh, you are getting to write this like or create this like it's a movie, but you also get the fun of maybe 
hiring a staff and getting to work with people you really like and, right. yeah. and respect. And that, like, I think about that and that sounds like great to me is like people, if I could, there's so many people I, I may be like, man, if I had my own show and I could hire those right. people yeah. it would be but, great. But yeah, so it's like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like if you're writing comedy for TV, the expectations are like, it has to be so much better and funnier for people to like it, for it to be a success. than if it's a comedy movie that goes on like the big screen, because it feels like if if I watch a comedy and I laugh out loud mm-hmm. five times, it's hilarious. It's a, yeah, it, yeah. It, like that does that hardly happens, and people go to watch and uh, it's just easy to watch and it's yeah. fun. But you don't like, like actually laugh, laugh. But uh, if you watch a comedy show, like it's it's I don't know. I feel like the expectations are different, and that that would make it easier to write a good comedy movie than to have a good comedy tv show yeah i think it's just such a different world too of like you can have a successful or it's it's easier to have a successful tv show that isn't necessarily built around a star now it's it's then then in movies it's also easier on tv if you do have a star or stars (laughs) or whatever you know but i but there's like shows that people just like because they were like great shows and and right. not because like a huge star was on it right yeah. away and and maybe someone became a star out of it or whatever um in a way that i think it's hard for like especially like a studio movie needs like yeah. big stars in it and uh, yeah it feels I, I i mean i'm probably like i'm probably talking out my ass but it's like it feels like tv there's maybe just more like let's rewrite these jokes until the jokes are like great and really funny and you're just sort of like writing jokes and you don't want it to just be two people sitting talking the whole right. time, but it's, it's so you gotta, they gotta be a little bit active, but you're not necessarily making episodes around like set pieces where I feel like comedy movies are sort of like, what are our big comedy set pieces? Yeah. And you sort of need to know those and, and write around those. Right. They have to like uh, adjust to maybe a, Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's more difficult if you have a theme that goes throughout the whole, like you could do an episode that's 20 minutes and then and the next episode is something totally different. And in a movie, it, you, yeah. to, you have a plot that goes through it. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and comedy kind of like sort of people, I mean, this isn't totally true, but like people kind of don't care about the story that no. much. And then like almost every comedy movie, the last like third is there's like answering everything with the story and you're like, oh, I didn't really care about the right. story. <laughs> like if you watch The Big the Big Lebowski, which is one of my favorite movies, yeah. there is really no story. Nothing really happens in the movie. Yeah. But it's it's brilliant. It's yeah. funny. It gets me every time. I think that's yeah. why, and that, that feels so, you know, based on like The Big Sleep or something where it's just like, this sort of like oh every scene needs to just have something happen and a twist happen and like just these sort of memorable characters in every scene and so that's great i feel like that's why there's also a lot of comedy movies that are like road trips or something because you can just write them episodic and just go like okay let's just write we don't need to have like in vacation or something it doesn't need to be a whole movie about like visiting their sort of weird backwoods cousins no that could just be one that's, scene that's a, that's and you... A, that's you, a skit. Yeah, you and max it out and then you move on to the yeah. next thing. Yeah, and you have the next skit and next skit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, Borat or something being right. super, like, yeah, that an example of that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. it feels like that works for comedy in a way that... That doesn't it work. It just feels like comedy. no matter how, how hard it is to write a good comedy movie, it just seems like it's more difficult to write a good comedy show. And then once you have it, like once you're a couple of seasons in and the characters are set, then maybe it's easier because you're, yeah. you know, the, like it's, and the, the audience, they have a relationship with the characters. And, you know, it's like when you, know, you have a friend who's funny. Yeah. It's funny to you because you know that person. But if you said it to somebody else, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. And a lot of it, too, I think is, I think the only downside is like once you have a successful show, it's like you have to write in a way that's true to the characters, but mm-hmm. without being um, repetitive too. Right. You know, he, like I think that happens, that happened on Bang Bang a lot after a couple seasons. That happens in, in the Brooklyn Room where you just, you'll sort of pitch something and someone will be like, well, that's actually kind of a lot like this and yeah. that you've already done. You're like, oh, right. Yeah, we did that. You know, so you just got to watch out. Or, you, or it's like Family Guy where you do it in Simpsons already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you got to have that feeling every time now because in comedy bambang you actually did everything yeah it felt like you did every kind of different episode that you could do yeah it was definitely like 
Well, we started season one, and, and Scott, I think on the first day of season one, was like, hey, you know, we may never get to do this show. You know, we may never get another season of this. So anything you want to do, let's try to get it done this season. Let's let's just feel like we made a great 10 episodes of yeah. TV, you know? And that first season is so packed. Like, there's like three guests in every episode, and there's like just a hundred different things happening in every episode. And then we got a second season, and the second season was twice as long. And so there was, it was sort of a mix of that. We were like, okay, we can like take a bit more of a breath. We yeah. don't need to like cram, cram the episodes every, full. No. We can take a little more time with the guests. We can put in like sort of more storyline episodes because we did that with like one or two in the first season, and those worked really well. And you could also then actually remember what happens in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, season two, we, we kind of got into more like doing those storylines and, and all of that. But we still were like, we may never get another no, season, so let's let's, uh, <laughs> let's make sure we do the musical this time. Even though, like, now we have twice as many episodes to worry about, and writing a musical takes forever. Like, we're doing a musical, you know. And so, even the second season, it, it kind of always is is there. There's always like one of my favorite sketches is the one where Scott um, he's uh, going on the road to find the best burger. Oh yeah, but also trying to find the man who were, murdered his wife. Yeah. That was, uh, uh, I believe Joe Wenger wrote that one. Oh, okay. Um, I think that was Joe. Are Maybe they, are they, yeah. are they equally prioritized or is it a different, is it first a burger? Or yeah. First it, a burger. Okay. And then and have, also have you seen, on a side note, yeah, have you seen yeah. My- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my what? Does he have a picture? Uh, no, of her? yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a picture. Of yeah, his he wife, has a picture right? of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of her. Oh, have you seen my wife? He's looking for her. Yeah, yeah. Or, or uh, I forget. Is, yeah, I forget too. She maybe died. <laughs> People have to look she it up. Would, she would like do. Yeah, which does he know that she do related know? to a burger restaurant? I don't even remember it. Do point. you know where these are aired in Sweden? I don't think they've ever aired in Sweden. Right, but I've, I mean, if if you do want to, cons- are they on? The com- uh, if you want to watch them, I have I have all the DVDs that that has been released in my apartment. So people has to come home <laughs> to my place. I mean, it's on Netflix them. in America. Yeah, it's not it's here. Not Sorry. On, okay. Hmm. We should probably. Um, I'm 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 gonna make Netflix in Sweden uh, get the. That's uh, that's uh, that would be a interesting angle on the uh, terrorist attack. Yeah. <laughs> what was the motive? Yeah. Uh, he demands that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To start watching and start showing. Is that what out. he was uh, demonstrating about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We need to have this on our Netflix as well. No, because I've been I've been uh, comedy is international. Don't divide us. I've been telling people that uh, review. Oh yeah, review and great. and comedy by me are the two. Uh, best shows that no Swedes have seen because yeah. it hasn't aired anywhere. So uh, I constantly put up clips. Uh, from- Are there any? Because uh, I know that you know US TV is always adapting shows from other nations. Yeah. Are there any like popular Swedish shows here that you feel like up? Oh, uh, that's sur- only a matter of time. Sur- before Survivor US- is a Swedish. Concept. Oh really? Yeah. Um, are there any comedies or anything that that are just like great, you know, right now? Or now we usually we're very, uh, I would say, TV here is not especially overall. We're very influenced and and in awe of uh, <laughs> American. Uh, the Ameri- yeah, uh, and uh, England to some Bri- extent. Yeah, British, but dramas. I mean they are as well, and uh, not so much in comedy, but otherwise influenced by the states. So, you know, when whenever a, a are, it was huge when Starbucks opened. You know, if Victoria's yeah. Secret opens, we're very in, in awe. Of <laughs> but I that's actually saw uh, there's a show in, in Sweden called the uh, Bonus Family, like the Bonus Family, and it got picked up by Netflix. They're mm. gonna distribute it uh, outside of Scandinavia as a Netflix original, mm. even though it isn't. But that's how they're gonna market it. And, that's cool. Uh, so that's All right, pro- that'd be interesting. Yeah. But otherwise, there's a lot of we just take concepts mm-hmm. uh, from other countries yeah. and um yeah i'm so. i'm actually writing the swedish comedy bang bang <laughs> great yeah <laughs> please, please do and there's one episode where he's looking for a burger and also <laughs> his sister so it's not actually <laughs> no it's not the same so, yeah, I, I put my own little spin on it i yeah. hope you don't mind <laughs> it's just inspired yeah by it. it's not uh, that seems great to me. Neil, I hope you have a great stay in Sweden. I hope you have a wonderful time in, in uh, London. 
And, well, we'll see each other yeah, later tonight. Yeah, in a few hours. Yeah. And uh, we hope we get to uh, see and uh, keep laughing at a lot of your work in Thanks. the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. If you uh, want to, uh, if, if somebody wants to follow you on social media, do you have social media? Yes, I'm, uh, I am. I don't tweet much, but sometimes I do. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Neeler Dude on Twitter, and that's also my Instagram yeah. handle as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next Thank you for staying longer than than Aaron did. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Bye. All right, bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.